Welcome back to another episode of Missing Pieces, my weekly audio journal where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. This week, as promised, back to our regularly scheduled programming for better or worse. If you missed last week's episode, it was a little bit of a special edition one where I sat down with the family and we reflected on our Italy vacation, something that I think is important to do because when you leave a trip, in your mind you think, oh, I'm going to remember all of this, all of the things we did, how I felt. And, you know, I think over time maybe some of those things escape you. So I thought it'd be nice to sit down, even though I have all of this stuff documented, which we're going to talk about here. I still like you don't have those feelings, you know, like sharing what you're doing isn't the same as sitting down and talking about how you felt while you were doing that. And I thought it'd be really great for us to have that uh, because, as you know, I make these video time capsules for for myself and and for you to enjoy. But uh, it's kind of like my audio time capsule, which is what these podcast episodes are, too. It's like a it's like what's happening in life at that time. And I thought it would be sad if we didn't do that because like things get lost and I like to keep this stuff. So that's what we did last. Last week it was an audio only presentation but that didn't stop you guys from enjoying it it was a pretty popular episode and that was nice to see i guess maybe not staring at me the whole time maybe could actually help this podcast sorry if you're watching but i appreciate it if you're tuning in uh this week man i'll be honest with you this week was this week sucked hopefully this episode doesn't but this week was like a major setback I lost all that momentum that I had going into vacation like that week, like all the way up in June leading up to the time we left. It was just like full on sprint through all kinds of things. I was getting into stuff. Uh, the videos were flowing. I was recording every day. It was a great time. And that continued on to our trip. I was recording then as well. And uh, when I come back, that's when I have to pay the piper because for every day of fun that you have, there's hours of editing that need to happen just to put it into perspective. Every single day, I ended up with about an hour and a half to two hours of footage that I recorded. And you might be thinking, Greg, that's crazy. All your videos are like 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes long. What the heck are you recording that you're, you're not keeping? And well, the truth is, I record a lot of stuff, just like us walking, talking about stuff, all, all kinds of things, because you never know what you're going to want. I look at video editing, and I'm sure I've talked about this before, because after doing this for a couple of years, I'm sure I've talked about everything, but I look at videos and editing in particular as making a sculpture. How appropriate for the trip we were just on. And I start out with this big block of marble that I start whittling down with my my little uh, hammer and my uh, whatever tools they used to make them. They didn't go into that on the tour. But, uh, you know, you're cracking away the marble. And eventually when you're done, you have the statue of David standing there. And it's just a thing of beauty. That's what I like to think of my videos. You might think of them as just home movies, which is probably more accurate. But, you know, I have these I have this vision, you know, and I try to get as much as I can because you can't make footage. Say you want the thing where you, you go from this location to this location. It's nice to have a couple seconds of walking footage with like a nice little background or whatever, right? So I record a lot of stuff and then I try to make that as, as concise and edited as possible to not only tell a story, but to hold not only your attention, but mine as well. Because I have the family watch these videos when they're done, just so we could like make sure it's good. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, reflect on the experience we had. And it's like for Clark Man. I've seen this and th these videos have like solidified his memories. He remembers things. I don't think necessarily because he was there in the moment remembering it, but because I made a video on things because he'll talk about stuff that we did that were, that were videos. And I know it's because he's, he's watched them back and it's like a chance to relive those experiences and to like make those memories uh, e even more impactful, even for adults too. And that's where uh, I get myself into trouble because to make these videos, it takes me hours. Like you might think two hours of footage. Okay. You're watching two hours of footage. You cut it down. It takes two hours to do right. Mm, I wish it takes longer than that because you're going through two hours of footage and you're rewatching it, getting all the cuts just right down to the millisecond for me. I want everything to flow beautifully and it's like hundreds of little clips and things. So I've been doing that all week and every single day I've been spending like half my day making these and it sucks because it's like, this is eaten into my summertime, right? But the good news is like the weather ever since we've gotten back has been pretty terrible. It's been like overcast, rainy. The Canadian wildfire smoke is down here and it's just not been great. So I guess there is that, but man, it really sucks. Like I'm so tired of editing our vacation. I'm so sick of being on vacation in Italy. It feels like Groundhog Day because I recorded, of course, 13 days of, of content. 
maybe more when you add in the flights and the day like we returned and stuff. Right now, I'm almost to the very end of Venice. In fact, I have to edit a video as soon as I'm done with this because something else bad happened this week. I deleted a completed video. I just told you about how much effort and time goes into making each one of these. It was the Leonardo da Vinci Interactive Museum video. And I was on a track where the day before the video was to go live, I'd have come out every day at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I thought, you know, we'll make a little thing out of this. Every day at 10, you can expect a video. I like consistency. I was on track for doing that. And then one day, after I edited that, the next day I got up and I was going to edit the next video. And I was like, dude, I need to clear off some space for my computer because I had all these files on there. So I backed all of the raw files up on my external drive. And then I edit through iMovie. I'm a simple man. I've been doing iMovie since 2011 when I started my channel with zero subscribers. <laughs> Just shows you, you don't need to spend money to, to make content. And I went into iMovie to clear out more space because all of the projects are in there and I just deleted all the projects. And then I started like importing new footage and then I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get that video on. And I was like, oh, no, it was like my heart sank. It's the worst possible feeling you can have as a content creator, knowing that you just mistakenly deleted an entire edited video, all the, all the footage, everything was gone. And I was just like sick to my stomach because that was half a day of work from the day before that I completely lost. The good news is, and the only good news, because this was a, a vacation video, I always save the raw files, like the unedited files from my vacation. So I have like hundreds of gigabytes of footage of us and all the places that we've gone. Because, you know, and someday I might want to re-edit that in a different way. Or maybe there will be some technology to make the quality better. Or maybe AI will be able to just edit that into the epic video that takes me hours to make. It's able to figure out what would make the perfect video and could do it. And it's just like, why, why get rid of it if I can have an external hard drive with it on there? So that was the only thing that saved me was the fact that I had backed the raw files up onto two external hard drives, which is my system. I have a primary and a secondary external hard drive where all my videos go, and I put those into a fireproof box. I should take the secondary drive and put it in a different location in case our house burns down, because I don't want to lose those, because these videos are, are my life. If I had to take one thing out of this house, if it was on fire, other than Roxy Bear and Cody and Clark, assuming that they get out, I'd go for those hard drives, because that is so important. Luckily, everything is on YouTube, but the originals are in better quality, you know, after YouTube does their thing. And it's like, you want to have that, right? In case something happens to YouTube. So I had all of the files still backed up, but that required me the day after I spent hours making this video to sit down and remake this video, which did not help. You know, this is like a week in, week plus into me every single day doing this. I edited two videos on the plane and every day since we've been back, I've been on this grind. And I want to say this right now, don't feel sorry for me because there's lots of people that go to a job every single day for eight hours. I'm not even doing this the full day and they might be doing something like repetitive like that, that they're just so sick of doing, but they keep doing it because that's their job. And that's the way I think of this too. And I'm blessed to be able to do this because I actually do like editing, just not like what feels like the same video every single day. Luckily, you guys are enjoying seeing it because it's like, you know, we're on vacation, but I, like I live the vacation, I shot the vacation, and now I'm editing it. It feels like it's like the third time. And then when we watch the videos back, it's like, man, I'm so tired of hearing myself talk. And I'm so like, I'm so over it. Luckily, we're almost at the end and it couldn't come at a better time because right now, like we're getting into July. Today is July second. I'm actually recording this literally an hour before it's supposed to come out. So this is going to be another late video. And the only reason that this is happening right now is because I stopped editing the other video that was supposed to come out today. So you see the, the predicament that I'm in. It's not necessarily a bad problem. And it would be very easy for me to make a video every other day or whatever. And I did that last year with our um, London vacation. But we went on that vacation like the end of July, the beginning of August. And it was Clark was back in school before those videos were finally out. And I just want to get this like done and then back to, again, our regularly scheduled program where it's it's just like the stuff that we're doing on, on a regular life, uh, whatever that means. So that's where I'm at on that. This week, like it was just a work week, I guess. And you, like I said, for every time that you have fun, there is some work attached to that. Unless you do, and this is maybe what I'm going to do on our next trip, instead of doing the here's every single part of every single day. I might just record like the most exciting thing. In fact, like the YouTube algorithm gods 
would love that. Like instead of me making a video of, let's just pick a day at random, like going to these various museums or taking a gondola ride or whatever, if I just did taking a gondola ride in Venice, that could be a great video and very searchable. Like, oh, what's that like? Let me search. Oh, Greg's World did a video on that. Or, um, you know, going to the Leonardo Interactive Museum, a video that I edited twice, just have that be its own separate video. And I've talked about this before with Cody and she agrees like it's it's probably the smarter move like for search results because we're doing all these things to like instead of a video being about our lives in a day and all of those things being crammed into a 15 or 20 minute video, have a 10 minute video of us at the museum and that's the video. And then have a video of us having dinner at this particular restaurant, do a really great job at documenting all of the things like the, the exterior, the interior, the menu, the things we're having, talk in great deal about our thoughts on it and our, our feelings about the food. Like that would do so well. But I'm a vlogger at heart. And what I really love to do, as I mentioned, is bring you along with us on our journey in the vacation or the trip or whatever. And for people that don't know us and for the YouTube search results, not a great setup, but for people that do know us, that that's fun for them to like be a part of it. When that's kind of what I'm going for. I want it to I want it to feel like you're on vacation with us, uh, to my own detriment. But that's that's just what I do. I'm no stranger to making content that I enjoy, even though it's not commercially uh, successful. And that's kind of where the next topic is going with my Lego journey call it that. It's, it used to be my Lego collecting journey. Now it's my enjoying journey. And what I decided to do with Lego is in stark contrast to what I've been doing this whole week with making these highly edited videos that are very fast paced and like trying to be respectful of people's time. What I did in this in Lego this week is something I've been pondering for a while. I just came down and there was a project that I wanted to work on. It's this giant Lego minifigure. He's, he stands about this tall. In fact, he's standing over here, not looking at me right now, thankfully, because I'd be very nervous because he's he's a little creepy, according to people, uh, which I love creepy Lego. But I had I wanted to build this and finish it. I started this build the beginning of June, and then, like I said, June was crazy in terms of like just things happening, and I was I was having a great time. And then we went on that trip, and I was still having a great time. And then we came home and was like hit a wall. But I I wanted to finish this thing before the month was over, so I was like, okay, I. Got done editing my video. It's uploaded. We're we're done in that regard. I've completed my task. Let me just go down and start working on this. And why not fire up a live stream? So I did just that, and it was so much fun. I have talked about live streaming before and my my affection for such things. In fact, I've gotten a little uh, addicted to streaming in the past because it's just such a an amazing thing for me to paint the picture of live streaming. Uh, it's like you have your own television studio. In your, in your home or wherever you are. And all you have to do is just click a button and then you're live to the world and anyone can tune in. You can have a conversation with them. They can join you on your project that you're working on. And my thoughts are, if I'm working on something anyway, why not fire up a live stream and, and build it? Because as you can tell from this, I'm pretty good at talking about stuff. And it's, it's a lot easier in some cases with having a chat there because they can kind of prompt you on things and I go off on tangents and stuff. And it's just a really great time. That being said, as I mentioned earlier, live streaming isn't really the bread and butter of what people are going for on YouTube. And it's not really what YouTube really promotes. Uh, most people come to YouTube for medium form content, medium being like, you know, longer than a TikTok video and shorter than an hour long live stream, you know? Uh, but I do think, and I, they always say you should, you should make content that you would want to watch, which is what my vlogs are. And what I want to, when I want to watch oftentimes is very long form content, like something that you can put on when you're just like drifting off to sleep, or if you're doing something else, multitasking, this is a perfect example of that. This is a very long form piece of content that there's at least a few people out there each each week that really look forward to this to like be a part of their routine. And I feel like the Lego journey or uh, operation or whatever, whatever uh, my activities, we'll just call it Lego activities. I feel like that could very much be that for a certain group of people. Maybe it's not the people that are on TikTok that are 
you know, scrolling through videos endlessly and, and looking for that hit of dopamine or whatever every two seconds. And then maybe it's not the person that just wants to come in and watch a 10 minute video and then leave and have that like very concise thing. This is a person that has some time on their hands. Maybe they're at work. Maybe they're exercising. Maybe they're cleaning. Maybe they're working on homework. Maybe they're playing video games and just listening. It's a very audio centric thing like this is only I'm instead of just sitting here, I'd be building something. And I just, I think it's the way. Like I've been thinking a lot about where do I want to go 10 years from now? Like what's, what's 50 year old Greg want and how, what can I do to get him there? Because it's, it's easy to build something up when you have a lot of time. It's not easy when you just want it right now. You've got to work towards things. And I was like, what would be cooler than working towards building this community of people that really enjoy hanging out and watching things that I'm working on. And it allows me also, this is this is the beauty of it, not only do I get to hang out and have conversations, I also get to accomplish things that I want to do. Like I have a lot of Lego to process that I got at yard sales. I can work through that, I can do sorting, I can build sets. All of these things that I wanna do anyway in my favorite place, this is like my studio, my man cave, whatever you wanna call it, and I just feel very comfortable here. And it's just lovely to be able to come down here and work on whenever I want, whenever I want. And to be able to share that with other people, I think can be very powerful. I think building an online audience and a community more than anything is the most valuable thing that I could do going forward into the future. Because it's one thing when people come to your channel, like, for example, I make a video just about riding a gondola in Venice, and someone comes there for that information. You could say that same thing about a Lego review. They come there, they they get what they needed to get, they get the experience, and then they bounce, right? Maybe they like you enough that you won them over enough through that video that they stay, and then they become a part of something. But most cases, people come for what they what they need, and then they leave. When you do something like this, like the vlogs, for example, or when you do the Lego live streams where it's like an hour where you're just like hanging out and like being yourself. And I always say never trust a, a YouTuber that doesn't, that's never live stream because that's where you truly get to like experience someone because uh, you can edit the heck out of yourself and make yourself into some type of superhero or whatever, you know, cut out all the stuff. Uh, and all the annoyances or whatever. And I, I certainly do a lot of that. You know, you, you start to realize things that you say all the time and you're like, oh God, I got to cut that or whatever. But I realize on this trip, I say, wow, a lot. And every time I hear it, I cringe. But when you're live streaming, I'm actually, and this is why I like it even more. And this is like a, a big thing for me. And it's going to be surprising to you. I feel more comfortable doing a live stream than I do making an, a video that I'll be editing and uploading later because I'm kind of a perfectionist. And when I make a video, say I was going to make a video about a Lego set, I want to make sure I say all the right things in the right way and be efficient and make sure I cover all the, the points that I want. And I got to do it just right. And oftentimes I'll find myself like redoing it and redoing it and messing up intros and all this stuff. And it creates a lot of stress for me. The weird thing is like when I live stream, even though it's going live to anybody and everyone that wants to watch, I feel at peace because I know that it's just me and there is no going back. There are no take backs and I can just be myself very much like this is you very rarely see an edit in this. And I just love that free flow that comes from it. And it just, it, it's actually easier for me. So for all of those reasons, live streaming, I feel like could be my thing. And I, I don't have a lot to offer people to be honest. I'm not, a, I don't like doing Lego reviews. I'm not good at that. I'm not the guy that has all the latest leaks and news. I don't go to the Lego store the day Lego sets come out. I don't do any of the stuff that typical Lego people do that become successful. The thing that I do, and I guess what would be my, my thing would be being myself, being relatable, hopefully, and being inviting to people to come join me. That's, that's it. And I think there's hopefully a group of people out there that would that appreciate that. And from what I've seen so far in the three streams that I've done this week, uh, it's been just that, and it's been a lot of fun. So I plan to continue doing that. That's going to be like my, my thing again, not going to be successful with, with these most likely, but it's not about like winning the game of YouTube. It's about building something up that uh, I can carry with me into the future to continue doing what I love to do, hopefully for, for a living. So that's, and I look at the Lego thing as kind of like my, my secondary thing, like the vlog and Greg's world is the channel that 
like provides our income. In fact, this week was amazing because the algorithm like found a couple of our videos somehow. I started seeing the numbers start creeping up. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's great timing too, because after you go from a trip like that, and then you look at the credit card statement, uh, it, it, YouTube like must have known that I needed them. So uh, Lego thing always has and probably always will be my hobby. But I do think about a future where like once once Clark Man grows up and we get this travel bug out of us and stuff, it's like, what am I going to vlog? Are people going to want to watch me do like mundane things 10 years from now? And I think the answer is probably yes, because that seems to be like what people really want. And when I was really consistent about the No Zero Days stuff, that's when I pulled my audience. That's what they like to see. They just want to see like somebody living life, you know, in an authentic way, which is, again, I'm lucky for because it's the only thing that I know how to do. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at in my direction as it stands now. I'm going to be very careful here because I've, I've gone down this live streaming path before and I, I'm not very good at finding balance and I've gotten burnt out on it. So I'm trying to find a little bit of balance there where I'm, I'm setting limits for myself. Like I want each stream, this is kind of something I thought of. I want each stream to not go beyond one hour. I failed at that a couple times this week because I was having such a good time, but it's very important to one, not overstay your welcome. I don't want these, these things to be so long that it, it feels like they drag, but I think having it less than one hour works in a great way because you are fitting that into someone's uh, workout or someone's lunch break, someone's commute in most cases, uh, whatever it is, like you can fit something that's 59 minutes into that most likely. So I'd really love to like cap it at that and maybe even set like an alarm for myself. That's like a warning, like, okay, wrap it up, Greg, wrap it up. And then even if we don't finish something like the other end of this, uh, as I mentioned that a lot of people don't come to YouTube for this type of content. They, they go to other sites for live streams. But what I was thinking, what I do for the people that don't love watching someone build something for hours or having that conversation or being a part of that, they just want like the, the cliff notes version. I make a video when I'm done, just like called a today I built or even like my week in Lego. That could be a thing where it's like, Hey, you didn't catch the five hours that I streamed this week. Here's everything that I did. Boom, boom, boom. Make that the nice little fast, efficient thing for them. And you could cater to, to multiple audiences at the same time without much extra effort. So I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm playing around with that. It feels like a good path for me. I'm not really concerned again about like whether this blows up my channel or whatever. Uh, in fact, like if anything, it's probably going to, going to condense it. Cause people are like, dude, I, I don't want this, but that's okay. I don't care about much else than building a community of people that, that just want to be there and, and have a good time because ultimately, and I'll end on this cause I know this has gotten a, a little long, but it's been a, something I've been pondering what I'm into, what I'm up to and what I'm into both of those YouTube and online video watching is a very lonely thing to do. Most times you are watching videos by yourself, whether it be TikTok, YouTube, even even live streams, I, I dare say. Like you're, you're by yourself. And when someone makes an edited video or a short form video like on TikTok, you, you're not really involved in that. But when you do a live stream or when I do a live stream, I try to engage with the audience as much as possible. I try to make it conversational and I want people to feel like they're part of something. And I, they're from the responses that I've gotten and the feedback that I've seen, I'm doing a good job at that. So that makes me happy. And uh, I'm just, I, I truly believe that I'm playing into my strengths. I've got nothing to offer this world other than myself. And I don't think there's any better way for me to do that than through long form content like that. And it's just so lovely to, to like feel free when I can just click a button and be like, all right, here we go. There's no going back. You don't have to worry. Get out of your head. Just be you and do your thing. And when it's done and I click the end button, there's no going back. There's no editing myself. There's no worrying. There's no spending hours cutting that into the perfect thing. It's just there. And it's a, it's a piece that people can, can watch. And to be honest, most people do watch after the fact. Uh, so again, it's, they may not be there in real time having a conversation, but they're a part of it. I think of it as though like you're at like a dinner table and people are having dinner and then you're kind of just sitting there and you're eating too, but you're listening in. That's, that's lovely. And, uh, I'm making the content that I feel called to make and that I want to watch and I'm, I'm passionate about. So that's where I'm at on it. And I'll keep you updated on that as time goes by, but I'll, uh, I'll do a pitch here. Most of you guys priority watch my Lego channel and, and like, subscribe to other stuff. This is like the third place people find us. But if you like this, 
you would probably really love the live streams because it's it's kind of like this. Only you hear a little clicky clacky here, and uh, we had a guy say that he he likes to listen while he goes off to sleep, and it was it was actually a sweet comment. I made a joke about it, being like, "Is is that actually an insult?" Like I, my my streams for you to sleep, but I understand because like for me, I've been getting into this routine where I'll put some type of really long video on before I fall asleep and just kind of listen to it and then drift off, and I listen to like two minutes of it and that's it. But yeah, it's. It's pretty cool. So I'm happy to uh, be a part of that that uh, nighttime schedule for anyone. Maybe even if this is that for you. This only happens once a week, though. So you'll have to find something else to do the rest of the time. All right. One more thing about Lego. I was, was going to say, all right, let's move on from Lego. But I have a Lego win of the week. I ended up finding... Clark and I are about to build this Lego train. It's going to be our next project. I've been wanting to do a train like crazy. And after going to Italy and riding on the trains and seeing them, I'm like, dude, we got to build this passenger train. But the problem with this train is that it's the front like car, like where the, the driver would be essentially. I don't know the terminology. And then two passenger cars. But the, the way these trains are in real life is that they're symmetrical. So the back and the front look exactly the same. And then there's passenger cars. So I was like, let's see if I can like just get that train. Uh, the set's kind of expensive. It's like $160 set. But you can get the you can get pieces and stuff and build your own train, which Clark is is actively looking to do. I didn't realize how expensive Lego train stuff was until I went on Bricklink. And I think for us to build five train cars, it's gonna be like a hundred dollars. So there's another positive thing of live streams. We've been getting super chats and like that's where the money's going. But this week the money went to a win that I got on eBay. There was this guy that was selling the train with, without track and without the controller. And he only wanted $75 for it. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. Because just one of the passenger cars alone is going for like 40 So I messaged him and I said, uh, does this include like the battery box thing that's inside? It wasn't listed anywhere. There was no photos of it. And he said, yeah, it does. I should have taken photos of that. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, I see you have it as a auction. Would you be willing to just do a buy it now for $75? I'll, I'll buy it instantly. And he's like, no, I think it's going to go for more than that. I was hoping for at least 90 And I was like, okay, well, I'll throw a bid on it and, and we'll see what happens. And he was appreciative of it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I set a reminder for myself, like when it was like a whole week until I had to, till this thing was going to end or like five days or something. And then when the time came up, my alert went off and I went to eBay. There was 15 watchers on this thing. And I was like, oh God, I should I should have just offered them 90 bucks and been done with it. But I'm watching it and the, the time's going down and going down. It's like two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds, still no bids. And I was waiting for the inevitable final flurry of, of bids that happen. Anytime you do an eBay auction, uh, if you've never done one before, basically it's a seven day auction in most cases and nothing at all happens in the first uh, six days, 23 hours, 59 minutes, and like 20 seconds. Everything happens in the last minute. It's so stupid. But anyways, I was waiting for that to happen and it got down to like 20 seconds and nothing happened. So I put a bit of, of like $76 in and all of a sudden I won. So I got it for $75 and the shipping was like 11. Uh, but I ended up getting this train that's worth 160 bucks minus the track and the, the controller, which I already have. Uh, and I, I won. But the cool thing is that thing that I asked him about, that piece that's inside there, is like a $50 part from Lego. And I don't necessarily need it because the other half of my train has it. You only need one one motor or whatever to power this thing. So I think I'm going to sell that on eBay and hopefully make 50 bucks. So I'll have this whole train for like 25. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. In fact, I have some train parts here. We're going to be buying a bunch of these things. If you're watching, we Clark wants to make a Minecraft train and he's already got like one part of it designed. So that's kind of, kind of the project, uh, what's going on, but I'm really excited about doing a Lego train because I've been thinking for a long time, I said I was going to be done talking about Lego. I've been thinking for a long time about making some type of train layout. It's been one of my dreams to do. Clark has always loved trains, and uh, he's gotten me into it as well. And I was like, what what train scale would I want to do? And I was thinking like HO scale because it's a little bit smaller. But then I was thinking, well, we already have all this Lego, and I have a Lego channel with a Lego audience that would probably love to see me make Lego train stuff. And the beauty of it is, unlike making like a model train kit, you can make exactly what you want and you can build your own train cars, which is what I was talking about here. So I think it's, it's the path that we want to go down and I'm going to make uh, a train track with Clark, man. It's going to be a great time. So that is it. I'm going to, that's it for Lego. We're done talking about that. Speaking of Clark, man, though, uh, we had a really rough run this week too. I mentioned setbacks with the video editing and you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm crying about something that, that I actually love to do, but what I don't love to do is wake up at three o'clock in the morning. It was very hard this week initially to get our sleep schedule back on track. We came home on Friday night, very late, and the six hour time difference really messed us up. Uh, so I ended up going to bed like right when we got home. And then 
Clarkman got up at like 1.30 in the morning because he had slept in the car. And then I got up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. We just got up and we started watching a channel together that we really love called Marty's Matchbox Makeovers. It's one of uh, the channels that uh, we watch together and we, we really enjoy. It's this guy that takes old de- de- uh, deconstructed, like destroyed, I guess would be the word, uh, Matchbox cars. And he fixes them all up, paints them and stuff. And it's, it's just a fantastic watch. And uh, he's from Australia. So Clark and I get into that, uh, but we got up early and I just kept waking up early every day. Luckily as time has gone by, I'm back on schedule now, but that was rough. It was, it was so, so hard to get back. It was, it was not hard when we went out there. I think maybe because I slept on the plane, but this time in coming back, um, I worked the whole time and I was feeling great. And then we drove home. I was feeling good there too. And then we got home, I was just done for. And then that created like this issue with me waking up early for several days, but that's behind us now. And I think things are looking up going into the future here. This week, there, we're in July now, so there's a lot of stuff happening uh, in the month of July. And uh, I'm just excited to have these videos done so I can start making cool stuff again and doing things around here because this week was, it, it felt like a lost week to me a little bit. We did uh, watch something though. Last weekend, Clark Man stayed with Yemi and Pat and we had a little bit of time on our hands. So we always try to watch like a show that maybe wouldn't be appropriate for him or something he wouldn't be interested in. And I happened to sign up for Apple TV plus because I had three months of free membership from an iPad that I bought. Uh, so I signed up and the first show that we watched is called severance, which is a really trippy show. I will say before I say anything about this, which I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't watched it yet, you might want to wait until the, the second season comes out, if there's going to be one, because it, the, there's a cliffhanger at the end of the first season. But the premise of the show is that th- these people go to this building where they work at, called Lumen, and they go down in this elevator. And when they go down through this elevator, they have this chip that's been implanted in them willingly by the person that they work there. But when they go down this elevator with that chip in, they lose all memories of everything about themselves. They just know that they're there and they work there because they're trying to keep us, you know, trade secrets or whatever. So you work there all day. And the only thing you know is that like you're, you're a person, you don't like know your family. You don't remember anything about yourself. You're just there working. And when you go to leave for the day from your job, which they do this very menial, it's like a cubicle setup, like four, like a, 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 a cross basically, or a plus sign with four people working there. And when you you do your little menial task where they're looking at these numbers on the computer and picking out like these, these odd ones, you do that all day. And then when you go to leave and go up the elevator, you no longer exist as the person that was working in there. You're now back to being your regular self when you get up to the top. So as the outside person, you essentially never have to work. You go there you put your stuff in a locker and then you get in the elevator and that's it. And then you leave. And I guess like you get paid for that. Right. But on the other hand, the person, the other part of you that's working down there, the severed part, essentially, they're almost in like a hellscape of sorts because all they do is show up at work and have to work all day. And instead of going home or having a beer or like going out for the weekend or like enjoying themselves, they just cease to exist until they do the next day. And then they hire this new girl on and things go awry. And then like, they start questioning like, like whether this is right, you know, like, like they're essentially slaves more or less. Like, what would you call someone that's being forced to work and has no choice other than that? They're essentially a slave. And it was just really inter. It's an interesting concept to me. And uh, it was even more fascinating is like the, the girl wanted out and she was trying to let her outside self know, but then they sent down a video for her and this is a little spoiler, I guess. And her outside self was like, no, you, you're here. You're going to, you're going to stay here. Cause why wouldn't you, if you didn't have any memories of, of having to work or spending time at work all day, I'm sure a lot of people, and this is almost like the movie, uh, click, I think it's called with Adam Sandler where he fast forwards through life. And then he realizes like he's fast forwarding too much. It's kind of like that where you can just skip your day. But then what if you knew you were condemning another part of yourself to be that slave that's working there? It's, it's just an amazing uh, concept and a really cool show. It really got me thinking, you know. Uh, there's another show that I want to watch on there called Silo that uh, is kind of like that where these people live in like an underground bunker and they're told they can't leave or go outside and like the outside's bad. And then people start questioning like, well, why can't we? Is this actually the truth? And I think that's going to be equally good because it's going to make you like start to think like in your life, like how many things do we just like take for like uh, at their face value and not ask about? 
So uh, that's that's pretty darn neat. Uh, Ted Lasso, I think, is on there too, which I've heard a lot of good things about. Um, I don't know if that'd be up my alley or not. There's a show called For All Mankind. And then there's this other one. Uh, that's like if uh, Russia had gotten to the moon first, like an alternate reality, and uh, there's the space race and Cold War is still going on. I think all of this is very interesting. So a lot of cool shows on there. And I think it's only like $6 a month or something. But again, I have three months free, so I'm going to watch a bunch of things and see how I like it. Um, yeah, it's Apple TV+. Plus, Another paid subscription service, but uh, man, just for, I feel like I got my free value out of it just in severance alone because that was that was a cool experience. But again, it's a nine-episode series, definitely worth a watch, but at the end of it, you're going to be like, one more episode. Tell me what happens next. Like, that's where I was with it, so you've had my warning. Last thing. I guess. Before we get into listener feedback, we've got two weeks of listener feedback here to get into, and I thought I'd go through all that because since we didn't do it last time, and I didn't have much to talk about this week because it's like, you know, you you already had to listen to me this entire time talk about editing videos and uh, why I love live streaming and what what I, how powerful I think it is. Um, So you're probably already over it, but I have one thought of the week that I had uh, from before we left that I, I forgot to share with you. And that was, I was writing on a personal check something that I don't do very often anymore. And I doubt many people do uh, because everything has gone digital. I have everything that I can set up on automatic payments, even my credit card. Like I have that automatically come out. I have everything with the exception of my, my trash bill. It's like a, uh, you know, it's so much per can and it really depends on how much trash we produce. We don't have much because we have, we have a burner barrel outside. So like paper waste can go in there and then chickens take care of pretty much all of our food waste. So it's not much and uh, the bill's not much, but I realized when I was writing a, a checkout for it, I was like, oh, this is our last check. Do we have any other checks? Cause like, yeah, they're in the dress, the, the, not the dresser, the, the desk drawer out there. So I open it up and I find like this entire box of like thousands of checks, like a full box of this, all these checks. I don't know how many were there. And it got me thinking, I don't think that we're ever going to order checks again in our life. I'm like, how many checks do we go through a month? Maybe one, two, maybe three. The ones that I put in, there's probably at least a hundred checks. So, I mean, it, say you went through, say you went through 25 checks a year. It'd be four years before I get through that one little book of checks. And then there's more and there's more and there's more. We'll probably move out of this house and have like a different address before those checks even get used. And like going forward, will there be a point where there are no checks? Probably. Do kids even know how to write checks out anymore? It's, it it seems so backwards at this point. I, I do write checks out for my quarterly taxes, which is probably the most painful experience that I have four times a year where, uh, if you're self-employed, you know, when you work at a regular job, your employer just takes your taxes out of your paycheck. Like instead of making uh, $100 a week working at your job, you get $70 a week because they take all the stuff off. And you don't even notice it or you do, I guess, because it's gone. But it's like, oh, that's just what I get. Well, when you're self-employed, you get all that money. And then they're like, yeah, we we need that. So instead of paying at the end of the year, which you can do, but there's a penalty, they demand quarterly payments for those. So I sit down and I write out thousands of dollars of checks and I cry myself to sleep every time I do it. So I will need those checks. And I'm sure the government will figure out a a way, some way to do it or someday. But yeah, that's that's what I use checks for. And I'm I'm thinking we may never buy checks again. Lord willing. Anyways, that's uh, that's pretty much everything from this week. All the things that uh, were going on, which isn't much. Uh, but I want to get into what you guys were talking about. And this one's going to go way back two weeks ago to uh, a very busy and awesome week. I don't know what episode number we're on, but it's up there. Someone told me it was like 150 something at one point. Uh, but let's go through these. I don't have these in any particular order. So we'll just run through with uh, Tracy, who's a repeat offender, saying, listen, you talk about Clark lately is very fun. He's hitting some points in his life where his personality is maturing and his opinions are starting to form. Watching the way you talk together reminds me of so many moments I have seen my three kids become themselves and amazing humans with great minds. My oldest turned 19 yesterday. Happy birthday. And it's my favorite thing just to talk to him about life and random subjects, just to hear how th- how he sees things. It's an amazing part of parenting. I agree. It's it's crazy when your kid like starts... Um, knowing things that you didn't teach them, right? Uh, another thing that I noticed with Clark, man, I'm not sure if I talked about this, was uh, he's starting to develop tastes in music, and he's very interested in listening to various types of music, and, like, he has requests for songs and stuff. Uh, but it's it's really cool to, like, see how, how he's transforming. And my hope is that when he's 19 years old, 
I can sit down and have a conversation with him and having a conversation with him is a productive one like like you have. So if I do my job properly, we will have that hopefully. Uh, I always look at uh, Jabo and his son Jacob as like my um, my model for what I want because they're like such a uh, they're such a vibe together and they it just feels like they're they're best friends and that's that's what I want for uh, for Clark and myself's relationship in the future. I want us to be father and son, but I want us to have such a great relationship that it's just like we're BFFs and we could we could talk about anything and like he doesn't become a douche basically. <laughs> It's all I want, like like some teenagers can be. I think we'll I think we'll be all right. Anyways, uh, next one. Thank you for the the comment, Tracy. Good job on parroting. Next one's from Ronnie. He says your ability to try anything you're interested in and find success is very inspiring, my son, my friend. Uh, you're absolutely slaying the resell game, dude. I I would be doing better in the resell game if I actually had time or effort uh, to put into uh, listing all the things I got at yard sales. I had this goal where I was like. Everything that I buy that day needs to go on eBay that day. I have so many things sitting behind me here that just has never been put on. Uh, so I was thinking like once summer's over, I'll start listing again. Uh, but I do like to try new things. Success, I think, follows people that are uh, consistent and show up. I think those are the two important things for success. And those are the two things that I do uh, pretty well. So uh, we'll see how that goes with my ventures this week, I guess. It's uh, my live streaming and seeing where that takes me. Uh, so we'll talk about it uh, 10 years from now in episode number, um, what, like two, probably like 400 or something. <laughs> no, we'll be in episode like 700 10 years from now. I'll be like, man, remember back when I started live streaming? We got thousands of people watching now. Everybody's uh, lives are transformed. I've become such a good streamer over time. It, it was a great thing to invest in. We'll see. Or I'll be like, guys. I'm so tired of live streaming. I can't do it anymore. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, hey, you don't know if you don't try, right? And uh, you don't know what you like and what you don't like unless you do it. And that includes foods, includes life experiences, anything. You just got to give give stuff a shot. And it doesn't hurt if you need to back out. No problems. Next one comes from uh, Bobby's Bricks Blocks. <laughs> he says, uh, another great podcast as always. I'd love to say how much you inspired me on a lot of things like starting a YouTube channel, which I learned how to start by listening to Missing Pieces episode three. That's an that's a good episode to listen to. Thank you. Have a great day. Can't wait to listen to the next podcast. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. The next one comes from G Family. It says here to remind everyone what Greg's always says. You guys, this is like a uh, an ego trip here. Uh, record and document. My son graduated kindergarten last week, and it's bittersweet since he's my only child as of now. This week definitely got me in the feels, but I know that I have this video piece and other videos look back on years from now. Record, exactly, yes. Because like I said in the beginning, your memory, you feel like today, like, oh, I'm gonna remember this moment for the rest of my life. Dude, I have so many videos I watch back, and I'm like, I do not remember recording this whatsoever, but I'm so thankful to have it. So if you do have little kids, don't just get photos either. Videos tell such a... A bigger story than what any photo could tell. You can hear what your what your son sounds like, and you can like be in that moment. It's it's crazy. You can also take it too far. Like I saw the Apple uh, Vision Pro or whatever the thing is, where you can wear like the VR headset and you sit there and record with the headset on, and then you can watch it back in like 3D. I was just thinking like being at like a kid's birthday party, like they show in the commercial, and you're sitting there with your VR goggles on, like looking around. I'm never gonna be that vlogger. <laughs> But it would be cool to have a 3D video. Imagine going to, through Italy with, in 3D with me. That'd be pretty neat, right? Editing that would be a nightmare. Uh, what do we got next? Love the longer podcasts. Uh, what do, you, do you enjoy going to the lake? Me and my family love waking up early, pack the truck, and head out and grill some food on the lake. It's amazing. Well, you just sold me on it. I need to find a lake house or like a cabin. That's one of my my things I'd like to do. Maybe like an Airbnb or whatever would uh, would accomplish that. But I think that'd be great. I, I picture like going out in the kayak. We got the bikes, Roxy Bear going in the in the water. It's like a it's a whole thing. I I can see it in my mind. We just got to make it happen. I would like to do that. Gusai Black Vlog. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Gosai says, I feel spoiled to get these hour longer podcasts. I got my stickers from you, which are proudly in my locker where I do my eBay sales, usually listening to your podcast. Thank you. Hope you're making some good sales. Uh, they are extremely easy listens, and I want to say thank you. Hey, have you considered listening to Lego live streams? Uh, he says, I don't have any kids of my own, but my girlfriend being a teacher, and since I'm into toys, I usually use Clark as an example of what uh, kids should act like. If all kids act like Clark, oh my gosh, dude, like every time we're around other kids, and this is going to sound kind of nasty, but 
I, I always like look at Clark and I even tell him like, I am so thankful for you, my guy, because <laughs> some kids, they're a little crazy, you know, they're a little much. I also think about him being the perfect age group when I look at new toys. For example, the Flex Changer Transformers Rise of the Beast figures. To me, they look cheap and have no articulation. As a child, I know I'd be disappointed with that specific line and wonder if maybe it's just not for me. But I see your videos, you two enjoying the exact things I loved as a child and adult. Yeah, that's what happens when you're when you have a kid, and especially with like these days where toys have kind of sometimes gone back to to our childhood because now they're like, ooh, all these kids that we used to sell to, they're adults now with money and they got kids. So Lego's doing it, and obviously Transformers still thing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still around. It's a lovely thing to see. Power Rangers, all the things that I loved as a kid, they still exist, and it's pretty cool to see. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've I've taught Clark the importance of articulation in action figures and it's nice to see him look at something and be like oh he doesn't have any knee articulation i'm like that a boy we need an articulation uh, he says i guess the point i'm trying to make in a complicated way is your channel usually occupies my brain in some way always in a positive way i just feel people don't express the good things others do and only focus on the negatives thank you that's because negativity sells if I make a video saying, I love this, this Lego set, let's take it back to Lego since that's where we've been this whole time. I love this Lego set. People are like, oh, that's great. But if I'm like, I hate this Lego set, people are like, oh, why? That's a good set. Or yeah, I agree with you. It gets people like passionate about something. And uh, it sucks that negativity is that thing that sometimes like brings people together. Um, I just, I just feel like in my experience, I think the world has enough negativity and I don't need to be a contributor to that. I need to bring something to the world that I want to see, which is positivity. Um, most times, I mean, this, this episode's a little negative, right? Like I'm talking about how much my week sucked and, uh, you know, it's just being honest, I guess, and, and authentically sharing how you feel, but I don't go out of my way to be, to be negative just for whatever it may result in YouTube. Cause that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there's some negativity for you thank you for the for the commento and the the, the compliments good luck to you with uh with your uh, toy collecting journey anytime you 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 don't have a kid with you and you don't have to find an excuse to buy toys and your girlfriend's good with it you're winning man next one comes from zero the hero he says just going to add throughout the stream but i love woodworking there's instant gratification when building bookcases table or wife's projects they will be looked at it daily and passed down through the kiddos i wish i had those skills like fishing hunting and surfing the best memories with kids is when they help out with a project i really enjoy the long media it makes my workday more enjoyable, and I feel like we get to know folks better. There you go. This is what this has been all about. It's not just a 30-second that person. It can be uplifting on a bad day, make you think, motivate, or a, a pen pal you grew up with. It carries on reading the comments and responding. Um, can I, oh, this, this is a message to Canadian guy. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, which is kind of funny because it's like we're, we're having this conversation again. So it's it must be a recurring thing. Um, but, yeah, I think long form media like this is inefficient as it possibly is. And as hard as it is for some people to to like get into because it isn't that instant fix, I think it can be so much more rewarding and powerful. It's this is like um, this is like eating a full meal. It's like having a, a Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, that's delicious and all, but most people, they just want to eat a candy bar. And that's what TikTok is or uh, YouTube shorts. It's like, it's like eating a little snack and it's like, oh, that was so delicious. I'm going to have another one. I'm going to have another one. It takes some time to sit down and, you know, set up the table, put the turkey on there, drizzle the gravy over it. You got your mashed potatoes. You got your ketchup. Oh, it just triggered everybody. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a feast, delivering a feast and, um, I'm happy to have people sitting at my table. That's all I'll say about that. Next one. Thank you for the for the comment, though. Next one comes from A Blind Man's Life. He says, hey there, Greg. Sounds like it's a great week. Happy you got all those deals at those yard sales. For me, I'm like trying to remember what I even talked about. This is from two, three weeks ago. <laughs> two, three weeks ago. In May, I graduated, and I just... And just this last week, I took my senior trip. The place I went was actually Washington, D.C. I was in my hotel room watching your uh, live streams when I heard the missus was also in Washington, D.C. We didn't cross paths, but I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, this is my second time going, and we went back to a lot of museums. Have you ever heard of the movie Night at the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian? Probably my favorite movie outside of Marvel and Star Wars. It's just a funny movie, and I laugh at it every time. It holds a special place in my heart. While I was at D.C., my family also took a tour of the Capitol. This was probably my favorite part 
uh, this time. I was wondering what the missus did while she was there. All over fun time. Just before uh, before I go, I thought I'd say that I enjoy the new Guardians movie. It took me like three weeks to see that. Probably the longest I've ever gone to see, without seeing a Marvel movie. Uh, have an amazing week. Look forward to the new uh, Yard Sale Discoveries for next week. Well, fantastic time you had in, in Washington. Cody had a good time. She went with her, her friend from childhood. Another one, not the one she went to Paris with. Uh, they went to a few museums. They were also in Georgetown, which is, I think, I don't know what direction is outside of Washington, D.C., but it's a nice little area. They went out to a restaurant. Um, what else did they do? She told me all about it. I saw the photos, but I don't know the names of the places. I just saw the cool things that she saw. should have had her do a podcast episode about it. But she had a good time. I don't regret not going there. I'm more interested in seeing, like... I'd rather go to Washington or go to New York City. In fact, like this week, another thing for me that's been kind of like kind of sucky is like I kind of got used to exploring every day and going on these adventures and just like going out walking and seeing all these new sites. And it kind of sucks coming back to regular life a little bit, doesn't it? Maybe you can relate after going to on your trip and then you come home and you're like, wow, that was so cool. And now you're like, oh. Man, this is regular life again. But that's what makes vacation special. Otherwise, it would just be regular life. Um, but man, you, I, I would love to be a travel vlogger. I think that'd be such a fun thing to do. And uh, it's always exciting to go to new places and see new things. And in my case, bring people along with me if I can. Codex says, thank you for the comment. Codex says, loving the tag sale videos. How do you and your in-laws uh, search to find them? My son and I have gone the last few weekends, but haven't had much luck finding many. My strategy isn't working out which is old school of simply looking for street sign posters. You can do that and we do some of that, but usually we go to community yard sales and there's a, a Facebook page or something that lists all of the different communities on the weeks that they have them. And it's usually very consistent throughout the years. Like the first week of May is this place. Second week of May is this place. Third, and it's just a matter of confirming that that's where it is. And we'll go to those communities, go to all the yard sales. And then like towards the end, Bud Man will start just driving around and we find ones on like the outskirts and find them randomly, maybe in the next town over. So it, we end up having a lot of luck just because we go out when there's a lot of yard sales. Uh, that being said, this past weekend they went and there wasn't really much listed, but they kind of just went to this one and then other ones started popping up and they had some success and found us some Lego stuff, which we made a video on that has to, that'll be coming out in the future. Uh, but my recommendation is try to find community ones. Uh, you can go out and just randomly look for signs, but you might not have as much success doing that. Plus, uh, by the time you actually find a place, it's probably too late because everyone got there early. Um, but go out early too. That's a recommendation. If you wait until eight o'clock to go out, all the good stuff's already gone, particularly Lego, which is what I look for all the time. Thank you for the comment. Next one comes from uh, 66 Bricks. It says, I think the number one reason people don't go to the gym is because they think people are looking at them and critiquing them. But in reality, everyone is in their own world, counting their reps and putting in work. Agreed. If you're hesitant to go to the gym, because you think it's going to be nothing but these epic bodybuilders there that look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're just like so amazing and you're such a pathetic weakling. That's not the case. There's people there that of all shapes and sizes, at least the place that I go to. And it's as though you exist in your own bubble. No one looks at you. You don't look at anyone. You don't talk to anyone. They don't talk to you. It's just like, it's actually kind of sad. Like there is no community there at all. It's just like everybody doing their thing. Most people have headphones on. There's music playing in addition to that. So it is like a very solo thing. And if anything, and I'll say this, this might, this might encourage somebody out there. So I'll say this and I'll try to say this without being offensive, but there was this guy that used to go to the gym back when we started that was a really heavy set dude, like very overweight. And when I saw him there, either working out on like the, the treadmill or lifting weights and stuff, I had 10 times the amount of respect for that guy as I did for the people over there that are like lifting 500 pound weights and looking like bodybuilders. Because I'm like, you know what? This dude has made a decision in his life that he is going to go put this work in and he's going to change his life and he's going to lose weight. He's going to be healthier. He's going to feel better about himself. And I was like, that is impressive. So if you're in that camp, maybe if, if you don't like the way you look in, you know, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt or whatever that you would wear to go there, just think about me and my opinion on that guy. You know, I'm like, dude, that's, that's awesome. Glad to see him there. And like you, you, you'll time and pressure, as I always say, it'll get you down there. That being said, man, I'm, I'm struggling. I've been sitting like at 172 now for like a month straight. I'm trying to get below 170, but like going on these trips and stuff did not help. I was thinking Italy, I would end up like losing weight because we were so active, but 
drown, drowning in Coca-Cola and all those pizzas that we ate did not help my situation. So we're, I'm back home and on the grind now and, and I'm, I'm getting there. It's, it's, it, I came back like five pounds up, but I've lost all that now. I think it was just like sodium and water. So 172, my ultimate goal is 159. It's, it's been a struggle getting down, but it's only because I've, I've been, uh, enjoying the, the, the nice things in life, which is pizza. Anyways, next one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eggstream says I sent you a letter. Should be in your PO box. Actually, it's not. It's, it's right here. I've got your letter. I won't show it, but he did send some photos too. Um, that I think I can show. He went to Niagara Falls. I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to show pictures of your family, but he's got a bunch of, bunch of photos. He showed me this thing that he found at a yard sale. Uh, this is a guy that I met while yard selling. He watches my channel. And uh, yeah, the last photo here is of him and his family. So I don't want to show that because he doesn't want that out there. Uh, he's in front of the maid of the mist, which is pretty cool. And uh, it was just, it was crazy meeting uh, a person. He's just a kid, kid that watches our channel, met him out in the trenches while we we're yard sailing. And it was, it was just in the same town we live in. It was just really cool to, to like meet somebody in real life that just like randomly at yard sales and it started happening more and more. And I'm like, wow, this is it's pretty crazy. Like people in our community actually watch Greg's world, which I guess is, uh, is expected, but you always just picture like the people that I, I think of people that watch and listen to this stuff is, is like, uh, I don't know. I there's people out there, not people like near us. And, uh, like, here's the weirdest thing. Uh, this is a story. Uh, we were at Wegmans checking out. And this, this guy said, do you make YouTube videos? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, I watched your Woolrich video. And I'm like, oh my God, like what are the chances? Like the cashier there. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're pretty much famous now. I'm pretty, pretty famous. You know, like everybody knows us. I got people taking pictures. All <laughs> It's not quite like that, but it does make you wonder how many people see you in public. And cause we had someone say that they saw us in Italy at the train station and they never said anything. They're just like, hey, I think we saw you at the train station. I'm like, how many people see us, but don't say anything. Could be, could be more than what you, what you realize. Anyways, that was pretty much all the comments off of, we got a couple Lego questions. It's pretty much all the comments off of that episode. This last one, you guys didn't go too crazy on. Maybe it's cause I didn't do listener feedback and you're like, oh, I don't have any feedback. Uh, but we got a couple on the reflecting on Italy vacation. That one, I guess didn't really, um, it didn't necessitate feedback. Uh, I like to think that throughout these episodes, like this one's about ready to crack an hour. I like to think that I talk about enough stuff that there's got to be something throughout these episodes that you can relate to or reflect on in some way. Maybe you can't relate to editing videos half your day or Lego live streaming, but like you can, you can think about something in your life that kind of is close to that. And maybe that's something that, that you come away with. Um, in this case, usually what I find is if I talk about something that I watch, like severance, for example, that'll be the thing that gets the most comments because that's like something like that, that we're, we have in common. Um, but I like to think we have more in common than that. And, uh, the, the episode last week was kind of just us, uh, decompressing essentially, but we did get a few, few comments here. One's from zero, the hero again, he says, what an amazing trip, really enjoying the vids. Uh, when I don't delete them, he says, so glad you can go as a family. Clark is a well-traveled man for his age. He's going back to school. So many amazing stories about real pizza. Oh my God. We ate so many pizza. It was, it was lovely. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a good age to travel. He's an amazing kid in the fact that we scheduled or Cody scheduled all of those museum tours and he didn't complain at all. He was a trooper. He went through it all, was walking the whole time on his feet. He put miles in lots of carrying stuff, lots of hauling stuff. And I'm impressed with him because there's not many eight year olds that go on these tours and I think he always gains the respect of the people that are on him, whether it be the guide or people that are with us, uh, because it's like you expect a kid to be like pouty or whiny. Even Cody said, like, if she did that at her age at eight, she would have been like that. She'd have been complaining and stuff. But Clark just he trucks through and uh, I'm impressed with the little dude, as I am in most regards, uh, in most ways. Uh, travel with Isau says Isau says I'm in Italy now. They have wonderful Lego story here which city we went to the one in Rome and Florence. There was no Lego store in Venice. I did see a Lego set for sale though. I also had the opportunity to go to the Lego store in Bari, Italy. Cool. Never, never been there. I'd like to go back. If we go back to Italy, someone asked if we would ever go back, I would consider going to Sicily. I've heard it's, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's not as quite as busy as the cities we're in. And then they've got some great water operations there too, that I could get into. I love swimming. Uh, but man, I, I don't know. Hawaii just keeps calling me. Hawaii is like, to me of all the places we went to 
my favorite place. I just, maybe it's because I love snorkeling and swimming so much, but gosh, I, if I could live Groundhog Day over and over again, it'd be waking up in Hawaii on a beautiful day with perfectly clear waters and then driving to whatever place that I could go snorkeling at and snorkeling all day and, and, uh, just living it up there. Uh, Janelle says, Italy is so much more tourist friendly than it was 32 years ago. A lot changes in that amount of time. Looks a lot cleaner too. I don't know about that. I don't know how dirty it was before, but there was a lot of trash on the grounds, particularly in Rome. And um, it, it, we didn't see that in London when we were there. It was a lot cleaner. Food looked good every every day. Italy is my least favorite place in Europe. That's a bold claim. You'd have to, to say it's your least favorite place in Europe. You'd have to go to every place in Europe to, to decide that. Uh, but I can't imagine Italy being someone's least favorite place. There's so many things there to see and so much to offer. But maybe of the places you went to, maybe that, maybe I'm missing that part. Uh, Detective Cobra says, Greg, was it hard to communicate with people or do most people speak English there? Everyone spoke English that we dealt with and enough to get by. We, were, of course, were in touristy areas like you go to Rome and you go to a hotel there. Most people there that are staying there actually speak English or you go to the restaurants. They all speak English. Uh, now, if we went into like the middle of Italy into like the countryside, you know, rent a car and go in the countryside and go into like a random um a restaurant there or a store, maybe the people wouldn't speak English, but I think they all speak enough to to get by. And you can communicate well enough to to like get your point across, I think. But yeah, Cody tried learning a whole bunch of Italian and she learned a bit, but it just was not necessary. You you can make out just fine. Uh, last but not least, we got a question on future plans. Uh, Catherine says, are you guys going to Ocean City, Maryland this year? I have plans on it. Before that, though, we're going to Outer Banks. We're doing our classic Outer Banks trip. I love going there. Uh, now, Hawaii has definitely spoiled me, but it is nice to not spend thousands of dollars on a plane ticket and then have to spend 12 hours on a plane. Instead, we just drive down to North Carolina, go to our little spot that we go there, enjoy the beach. I love the comparing Ocean City to Outer Banks. Outer Banks is way more secluded. It's not, there's no like high rise hotels there where everybody comes out onto the beach. It's just like just condos. And then we go out and we enjoy ourselves. It's secluded, private for the most part, and just very enjoyable. I love swimming in the ocean. I love swimming in pools. I like being, you know, sitting out there with the umbrella and just kind of looking out, maybe listen to an audio book. I love going for morning walks on the beach. I love mini golf. I like arcades. I like Captain George's restaurant. There's so much good stuff about Outer Banks that I love to go there. And it's it's not too expensive either. That being said, our trip to Punakana with a flight was actually cheaper than Outer Banks. But I would not go back to Punakana. We're never doing that again. I didn't like the all-inclusive life. I like I like creating my own journey, my own adventures. I don't want to just be put onto a place and be like, well, here here's your here's your room, here's the food, there's the pool. Do that every day for the next seven days. I want to go do cool stuff. That's my style. I don't like just. I mean, if you're into like just hanging out and drinking all day and lounging and getting a tan, that, that's the perfect thing for you. But for me. I like having adventures. So that's what we're doing. As for Ocean City, Maryland, and your question, we have a lot of Ocean City, Maryland fanatics that follow us. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to pick, we don't have anything scheduled yet, but I'm going to try to pick like a really nice, like three, four day window where the weather's looking good. And I'm just going to get like a random hotel down there. It can really be anywhere. And then I want to go down. I want to go into the ocean, of course, be at the beach. But most of all, I want to go on the boardwalk. I want to go to Marty's Playland, my favorite arcade in the world. Well, at least at Ocean City. And then I want to get some Thrasher's, Thrasher's French fries and have some pizza at Dough Rollers. And like my life is complete. And just like walk down through there, listen to the music, see the people, play some games, you know, all of that stuff. So that's really what I'm going for with the Ocean City, Maryland operation. But we're staying at a new hotel. I don't think the Hilton that we stay at is worth the, the money. Like that place is getting crazy with their rates each night. I think it's up to like six or $700 a night to stay at this freaking place that hasn't been updated in probably 25 years. And our, our experience last time was not a great one. And I just can't justify that, that the cost of that. So we're most certainly staying somewhere else. So we're going to lose the, the little kiddie pool that's out there and the, the, the drink service and bar service, but who cares? I'm going to find a, a decent place that I can just pop into. Hopefully that's available and have a good weekend or probably go like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday would be ideal and then uh, roll out of there after a few days after we get to experience the few things I want to do there. Definitely not going to be a week-long trip there. It's just There's just not enough there for me to to enjoy, uh, 
to, to, to cover a week and just to invest that much time. So we are planning that. Those are like the two things that I'd like to do this summer. There's uh, a lot of water parks that I want to go to. I looked up like the top 11 water parks in the U.S. and apparently three of them are in Pennsylvania. So we're good there. As for amusement parks, I want to go to Bush Gardens, which is in Virginia. I want to go to Hershey Park. Very easy for us to do that. I want to go to Dorney, ideally. And we're kind of planning Dutch Wonderland. Clark is a little bit grown up for that, but I was thinking we could go to Dutch Wonderland. There's also Round One Arcade in Lancaster, which I love. And then there is uh, my favorite place to get ribs there. So I'd like to do that. And then there's this place that has like this, it's called the Choo Choo Barn. And it's like a big train layout where you can see all these like um, model trains going around. So I thought that'd be like such a fun uh, day or series to, to like record and make videos on. So yeah, we still got big plans for the summer. Once I get all these darn videos edited, which I only have a couple left, I'm all freed up. I can go out to have fun, make videos for you guys, sharing all the like the activities we're doing as opposed to me sitting here like do 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 all day. And yeah, I I'm I'm hopeful. We I'm a little scared though because I'm hopeful and scared. June is now behind us, and I always get nervous because it's like okay, June's done. All we got is July and most of August. So we've got to make the most of this. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Speaking of making the most of things, I hope you do that as well. Try to have the best week that you can this week. I'll be back with you next week with another episode talking about hopefully all the things we get into this week, which should be a lot. I'll have a lot to share because it's it's a labor, or labor Day. No, it can't be Labor Day yet. It's a 4th of July Independence Day weekend, technically. And we got a lot of stuff coming up this week that I'm, I'm very excited about. So on that, thank you so much for tuning in. Did we crack the one hour mark? Oh, yeah, by a long shot. Hope you guys enjoyed tuning in to this, this feast this Thanksgiving feast of, of content, uh, that I, I feel, I feel at, uh, at home with. So on that, thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys all in the next missing pieces episode.